Hey, what's up? It's your host, Tori, and who is ready to be petty? Welcome back to another episode of RTBB and a bonus one at that. I am joined today by friend of the pod, Maddie from the Parked Car Convos podcast, and we are covering predominantly episodes three to ten of and just like that the sex in the city reboot but we do touch on episode one and two which lisa and i covered earlier in december i think 2021 And then we also touch on the docu and just kind of the series and season as a whole. And we kind of talk a little bit about like the possibility of a season two. Honestly, buckle up. It is absolutely unhinged. (laughs) If you want like astute commentary, maybe look elsewhere. I think we have our moments. Like I definitely think we hit on some major things, but it's also just like a lot of laughter and fun. So I hope you enjoy. Let's not waste any more time because again, supersized episode as you can probably tell. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Maddie. I'm back with a very special guest, Maddie from TikTok and Parked Car Combos. Podcast is here. Maddie, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. You're entering the the third timer club, I think, on this podcast. I am. I was thinking <laughs> about that before I joined the Zoom and I was like, wow, I'm so honored. And I thought of a great idea for when you come back on mine. So we're just going to, it's just oh, going to continue rolling. and progress. Okay. I yes, love for that. Sure. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you, you join a a prestigious club of of three timers on this podcast <laughs> the hall uh, of like, fame yeah and like snl they do like jackets for five so maybe mm. <laughs> like i will be anxiously I'll... awaiting <laughs> yeah it's the jacket <laughs> perfect so yeah yeah i feel like no formal introduction needed everyone no. knows who yes. you are but <laughs> i found you via tiktok talking about the bachelorette mm-hmm. and here we are here we are you started a podcast it's super funny it like sometimes gets me out of bed because i'm like okay i'm gonna <laughs> put on a podcast to like make my bed and do mm. my skincare and like make mm-hmm. breakfast and stuff before work so I was like it's usually PCC right I <laughs> like, love thinking of you listening to me just like shit on men while you're like washing yeah. your face and I'm like yeah. fuck alpha males and you're like great <laughs> morning routine love that yeah, yeah. well I agree <laughs> with everything so <laughs> that's good so- that's good <laughs> So we're here to talk about and just like that, mm-hmm. which it's been just like an absolute roller coaster mm-hmm. because I just feel like my expectations for reboots are still so high, even mm. though I've been disappointed by every <laughs> single one of them. I think it's just like this natural hope that like it'll live up to what you want it to be and mm-hmm. that it'll have it'll help you get the closure that you want and, you know, see the characters where you want to see them. And that never happens ever. No, so. no. And they just continue yeah continued to not give us what we wanted which we're gonna talk about in a little bit but like just to get some context before we like get into the like absolute zany details I wrote down in this episode outline like I really <laughs> but, do want to preface this episode but it's like saying that <laughs> right no and I agree but it's like so many details that I'm like were they supposed to circle back to this like was this supposed to be addressed at some 
later date. Like, am I missing something? Because it was just so bizarre. The whole thing, <laughs> the structure of it, the plot, the like three million plot lines per episode. Um, yes. What, just a lot going on. So it makes sense that the notes are just as chaotic because <laughs> yes, what was this? <laughs> like literally sometimes I gaslight myself into thinking I was like not paying attention because or like dumb because I'm like, where did this person go or like this storyline? Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, they just never picked up like mm-hmm. anything from that. Right. So right. that's always no, fine. It's not your fault. Trust me, it was not your fault in this case at all. So were you a big Sex in the City fan when it aired? Because you're 23, so you like it aired a month after I was born so definitely <laughs> definitely not when it first came out but um I watched it it's so weird we like randomly got like HBO Max a few years ago I think it was when I was in high school actually and I just like saw that because at the time it was like one of the only good shows that was on HBO Max because yeah. they're like you know it, there's very just man shows it, right exactly they're like business and like money laundering yeah. I'm like no thanks sex in the city please <laughs> um so I started watching it then and there was always like reruns on TV and everything but I, I like got into like a full binge of it and I love it obviously it's just like such an iconic show like there's so many references to everything you know which sex in the city character are you like all of that stuff that I've always loved and I was so excited when they were doing a reboot but I was just as devastated when I found out that Samantha wasn't going to be in it because she is who I personally identify with and is really the heart of the show and we see that we see that we see that something is missing so yes 100%. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm like trying to think who do I identify most I was going to ask you that. Yeah. I, okay, it's like the cop-out answer is like a little bit of everybody. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Like, like I'm like, I hope I'm open-minded like Samantha. I hope Mm -hmm. I'm like reflective like Carrie I hope I'm like organized like Charlotte right whatever but after this series it's like all of them are just as damning like I don't know why you would ever want to personally identify with any of the main characters right now so it's like who cares yeah that's a good point there's fucking no stakes in this so I don't know I'm like hedging my answer like gun to your head I'm like who is it who yeah I'm like I don't know I don't know like I feel like also, back in the day, like, you would just never say Miranda or Charlotte. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, you basically, if you were cool, you could only pick Carrie or Samantha. So true. So true. Yeah. But I, I think I actually know a few people that think that they are Charlotte, so like, that identify as a Charlotte. Because yeah, yeah. I think Miranda, it's like, why? Why do you, like, as I'm about to be like, I'm Miranda. <laughs> no, there's no way that you're Miranda, especially after this. There's no way. <laughs> like, obviously, like, yeah, now she makes me want to crawl into a hole and die. But, like, I Just feel the- like in the series, I kind of am her a little bit. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Like, I, like, sometimes I think I'm, like, a little bit too serious about things. Mm. I I'm really I think like you know she's really strong in her convictions Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and sometimes I'm like maybe so strong that I like I'm not fair to other people like we're gonna talk about this later I have that too so I guess we're both like a little Miranda a little Miranda just because like okay so like we're gonna talk about the scene where she is telling Carrie she's going to LA Mm. And it mirrors the Paris scene in the original mm-hmm. series. But it's like that. I would have been Miranda in that. Like, oh, I would have been sure. like, you're throwing something away. What are you going to do? This is dumb. Like, and 
not considering the other person's feelings no yeah she's definitely very like logical in that sense which yeah like out of everyone in the group like she needed to be like they needed that like level-headed like down-to-earth person that was like because I think Samantha definitely had the elements of like I'll tell you exactly how it is but not necessarily in the same way where it's like I'm just going to level with you and like tell you what you should be doing as like a responsible, you know, adult, because I think especially Carrie, obviously in Sex in the City had all these like tendencies to just be very like rash and, and not think things through. So I think definitely yes. in Sex in the City, Miranda was that like good grounded character, which was great in this yeah, series. Yes. <laughs> it is a totally Completely. different story. Completely and opposite. just seeing her face made me physically wince. I I don't know if I can do it anymore, but we'll we'll get yeah, into that. <laughs> we'll get into that for sure. Um, but you're right. Like I think that, and maybe I just haven't read many like think pieces on this, but like I do think it has been like a bit understated, like how much of a big deal this is. Mm. Like this show coming back and mm-hmm. and how many like original like they had a lot of the original cast um mm-hmm. set prop like it's just it's a big production and it yeah it was a very big production I remember like yeah. seeing on Demois like over the summer when they were filming it like all of the like pictures of, of there were so many pictures of Sarah Jessica Parker in like the sari that she wore in the Diwali yeah. episode and I remember being like what the hell are they doing like, what is yeah. going on here um but yeah I thought like overall the characters that they were able to bring back and everything and like you said the sets and every I thought that was like great like it it really had the element of that like nothing had changed in that sense which I think is like really integral to like the show as a whole yes um but then it was just the plot lines that were not where Awful. I wanted them to be. Yeah. Yeah. And like the setting of New York and like some of the iconic mm-hmm. like scenes that because they film in New York and yeah, all of the times they're like walking down the street and stuff like those are the parts that like I really appreciated in the first one. Like they literally sold a dream of moving to New York. Oh, yeah. And dating in your 20s slash 30s to like a cohort of women Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. well that was actually it's funny you say that because I was thinking as I was watching this something I had to keep reminding myself was that I'm not their target audience and that was like really hard for me because I was like right because sex in the city and we talked about this a little bit when you were on my podcast in December like right when it first came out is how cutting edge sex in the city was as a whole as a series like their plots and how they were constantly you know talking about things that were like taboo and really like breaking down all of these barriers I guess that just had been in like the television industry which was great and then they like tried to do that again here mixed opinions on that but I thought back to then and I was like so it came out in 1998 and was like you said, primarily targeted towards like women in their 20s and 30s. And then obviously you had like teenagers like me watching it 20 years later and just the wide array of people that this caters to. And that kind of made me think like I was a little less harsh on it when I was thinking about that because I'm like, there probably are women in their 50s and their 60s that like loved the show when it first came out that are watching it. And I'm sure obviously the things that they relate to more and maybe even the light in which they shed on all of like the societal issues, which I tried to keep a running list of in my phone. 
because it was every single thing that is wrong with society. Yes, they had yes. tried to hit on at least once, like yes, even, in a, yes. even in a passing comment. And I'm like, oh my yeah, God, yeah, <laughs> what yes, are we doing? Yes. Um, so I think in that sense, I was kind of like, okay, I cut them some slack there because I'm like, to my generation, I'm like, what are you trying to do here? But then I was like, this probably isn't all directed towards my generation. You know what I mean? So yeah, that was kind of like, helped me reframe it and, and be a little bit less critical but still very critical yeah that's like a really good point that I didn't think about because even when I watched the first I think I saw the first movie in theaters Mm -hmm. and like I had to go with my parent like my mom (laughs) because I was too young to buy the ticket so like you're right was I the demo audience clearly not Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so it that is interesting because yeah you're right like some of these really cringe worthy moments it's like right or like thinking like no one would ever do that or whatever it's like no one my age would do that exactly exactly Maybe you're right. Women in their 50s, like white women in their 50s mm-hmm. in particular mm-hmm. are watching this and like learning something from it or or seeing themselves in it or or whatever. But because I think so much of it like doesn't need to be taught to people that are our age. You know what I mean? Like the way that we've grown up and how normalized, like pretty much everything that they talk about in the show is to like our age range. I think that's why I was like, why are they making all these things such a big deal? Like they should be just seamlessly integrating this like it is normal because like that's what's going to make a difference you know what I mean not not like dramatizing all these productions about like all of these things that you know should be considered normal but then I was as I was thinking about it I'm like you know other generations don't see this as normal and don't see these things as you know um things that they like just uh, come across in their daily lives. So I I guess being able to look at it like that is it could have been more helpful and I guess relatable to older generations. So I guess that's a good thing. Yeah. And I kind of just wanted to be like, yeah, maybe pick an audience. Like, because I feel Mm -hmm. like, yeah, maybe they were trying to cater too much to like new audiences that have revisited Sex in the City over the years because it now is on streaming services. Mm -hmm. Or like the original group of of people that were watching it. But mm-hmm. I think that, yeah, so I feel like it didn't have like a focus, I guess, maybe. Right. Which was difficult. Yeah, to just keep on top of things. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I guess when I'm also talking online about these things, I'm also not seeing responses from women right. in their 50s. Like, exactly. I'm just talking to, like, other young people. So, like, exactly. I, yeah. So maybe it's, like, well, this obviously didn't hit for, like, a lot of people, mm-hmm. but it's, like, I'm also not talking to anyone right. who's, like, outside of this. And group. I think, like, the goal with all of these things, like, I think about, like, the iCarly reboot that happened. Yeah. And how iCarly originally was obviously directed towards, like, teenagers and kids, right? Like, teenagers yes. was kind of pushing it. And then the reboot is them as adults so it's kind of grown with the audience and it's like okay here we are and I think that's what Sex in the City tried to do is like okay so yeah. we were in our 20s and 30s when we filmed it and now we're in our 50s so we should be relating to people in their 50s but I think they just like failed to consider that the show has become like such a classic and like yeah. so many different people are watching it and so many different people are relating to it so I think it kind of was like a bummer that it was it did seem like so many plot lines were like really hyper directed at like women in their 50s and 60s and it was like you're missing a whole generation of people that love this show and like love the characters and are still relating to them you know 20 something years later absolutely yeah and it's interesting also like they tried to do that with the Lizzie McGuire reboot Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. then they dropped the project Mm -hmm. because they couldn't get on board with Lizzie being in her 30s like having sex with people and like right 
doing whatever and they mm-hmm. just were like no like that's so scandalous and Hillary Duff was like okay well then we can't do it because this is the reality right. of a person in their 30s so and that would have been them doing it right because the people that would have watched yes. Lizzie McGuire would have been that age now and like mm-hmm. you know my brother's six years younger than me he never watched Lizzie McGuire you know what I mean so it's like that didn't become a classic the way that Sex in the City has obviously so I think it just applies to so many more people than I think they were giving it credit for yeah you're right like new generations aren't putting on lizzie mcguire right exactly (laughs) exactly so we covered episode one and two with lisa on our tbb bonus episode 14 so if you haven't listened to that go check that one out we cover the first two episodes like super in depth but i would be remiss to not bring up big's death (laughs) and samantha's disappearance with you maddie so what were your like i guess like I think our thoughts on Big and Samantha are the same as the internet. So I don't think we have to like super get Mm -hmm. into that. But like, Mm -hmm. what do you think of just like those pieces now that you've seen the whole season? Yeah, I guess I liked the way that they did the aftermath of Big's death, which I wasn't sure what that was going to look like. I was expecting them to be like quick turnaround. Carrie's dating now. Like she's back to old Carrie. Like, and I think that would have been so unrealistic. And so, you know, just them doing it for, you know, for, for what the old Carrie was and kind of seeing her in that light still. So I kind of liked getting to see this whole other side of Carrie. I actually thought that was like her plot line throughout. I thought yeah. was actually really strong kind of because we had always seen her as this like super immature person like she was always kind of like the young one in the group that like didn't know what she was doing and in this series I thought so many times she was like so much more mature than so many other people and I think a lot of that was because of you know this huge trauma and like loss that she had just kind of endured and again I think that is like probably a really big thing that related to people in the older generations that was probably like a really strong sense of relatability for people that have had you know spouses that have passed and just seeing that whole different side of like the happy-go-lucky Carrie Bradshaw I thought was like really intense but like really raw and vulnerable which is like what we love about Carrie you know what I mean that she is raw and vulnerable so I ended up liking the aftermath of it obviously big stuff in and of itself was just a shit show I was like what is going on what am I watching why is like why is there a Peloton in the bathroom (laughs) like there were so many there were so many questions and then when Seema brought it up later and was like there should be a Peloton in here I was like she was like why would you ever anchor the room I was like what do you mean? <laughs> it was like, am I seeing this space completely differently than anyone else? Because why would you ever put a Peloton in here? But that's besides the point. And then Samantha's disappearance. I still thought that she somehow managed to be the best character this season just via text. I was like, she's killing it. I love it. I loved that all the texts read just like her, mm-hmm. which was like, I, it made me just like, I was like, I missed her so much. And I was like, that was just like great to see like an actual glimpse of her. And I liked how she kind of was woven in throughout the season. It wasn't like a one and done, which I thought they were going to do. I thought they were just going to be like, oh. Samantha's not here and then like never speak about it again so I kind of liked that she was brought up throughout and that Carrie clearly still was like trying to pursue some sort of friendship with her so I ended up growing on that but obviously missed her character although Seema is clearly working up to replace Samantha and I love Seema so I'm kind of on board I guess yeah me too I we're gonna talk about this later but I think Seema is like 100% the best character that they added to this oh for sure TV show and like also to give fair 
do to everyone else it's because she got the Mm -hmm. most storylines and like the best material to work with so it's like that's why I cared Mm -hmm. about her with like Lisa and Naya it's like I saw you in episodes one and then six and then ten so I don't care about you no offense but but like yeah you're right hindsight's 2020 and I actually did appreciate the Carrie and Big storyline over time Mm -hmm. And yeah, I thought it was like true to her character. The Samantha disappearance, I'm still pissed about. But I do agree that the way that the texting kind of worked out actually seems really realistic. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people always thought that Carrie was like, well, since she was the main character, she just seemed like the, not anchor of the group, but like the one that brought them all together. And probably because yep. it's from her perspective and stuff. So it just makes sense for like her to just trying to continue that relationship. Mm-hmm. The last thing I just want to touch on because it comes up again is, and I think it's funny because we're podcasters, but like Carrie as a podcaster is just like. Uh, it, it like weirdly did make sense especially it does towards the end and I'm mad about it, it. it like, like it, it fully checks out because like she was what like a blogger and a writer yes. and it's like okay like she had that kind of like blogger style writing I feel like it is the natural progression of things that's probably one of the things that they actually got right about like how time has progressed that like Carrie would be a podcaster yeah. you know what I mean that actually I thought like did kind of seamlessly translate the podcast that she was on just didn't make sense to me like from the get-go I was like what is this like how did she get here we got no background on that yeah um so I thought that was kind of like confusing but yeah I liked that she ended up getting her own podcast at the end I thought like that checks out yeah totally and then it was like way more in line with her careers like her life's work versus like her being shoehorned into Che's like sex podcast yeah I I just wish that like they could have framed the show because like they framed the show with her articles and I just felt like it would have made more sense if they framed this one with her podcast and I don't know if this is fact but like they wanted to do sex in the city three we all know what happened with Sarah Jessica Parker and Kim Mm -hmm. Cattrall but you could just see elements of like movie in the tv Mm -hmm. show that I'm like this mm-hmm. is obviously just reworked from the movie plot and it yep. just doesn't work as well as a series. I know exactly what you mean because there were so many plot lines that I'm like, what What were you thinking with this? Like, it didn't go anywhere. It didn't have any significance because like some of them, like I guess you could argue that it kind of like elevated other plot lines or other characters, you know, journeys. But there was like certain things that I'm like, Carrie's whole hip replacement yeah, or hip whatever. I'm like, what is this? Like, what was the point of yeah. it? I just don't understand. But yeah, no, because I had seen that you had wrote that in the notes that like, is this just going to be a one and done series or is this going to kind of progress? And I think it was like funny because you said that it said series finale Mm. on HBO, which I didn't even notice. But I'm like, no, they are fully setting this up for for more seasons because they introduced all these new characters that got like no airtime. And I'm like, I can't imagine that they would do that just for like the five minutes of airtime that they got that season like it just feels like there should be more with so many of those people um especially like like with Seema and like the guy that she ends up you know hooking up with and all of that it's like there's just is so much more I think to get out of it but I completely agree that like at some points I'm like oh that chapter of this could end here like it was it was very sporadic yeah absolutely okay and we'll talk about the series finale thing later but that is like Mm -hmm. concerning because as much as again 
I feel like this is me and Emily in Paris, which is ironic because Emily in Paris is also a Darren Star show. But like, and I, I'm going to read this tweet that I retweeted from someone because it like okay. summarizes my feelings for it. But it's like, I hate this show so much, but like I fucking loved watching every minute of it. Even when I was cringing, mm-hmm. I was like, give me yep. more. So this tweet says it's by Jane. This is not a real person. Tyson. I don't know what their name is. Um, their okay. handle is at do I owe you money. <laughs> so like, true. <laughs> my burner account. <laughs> um, so they <laughs> tweeted. And just like that is the worst show on television. If they released a new episode every day, I would watch it. It never should have been made. I want 17 more seasons. It deserves an every Emmy. <laughs> could not agree more like that is my entire thoughts completely summed like, up I never watch shows on their air day and literally before I would start work mm-hmm. I would be putting on and just like that like Thursday morning not Ride even to evening to watch tv like you know you're like down bad when you're like, I use down bad like really not like sometimes I use it as like thirsty but like most of the time I just used it as like actually like depressed. <laughs> like, like, like I'm I'm, I'm bad. Like I'm mentally unwell today. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm doing bad. But yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah, down bad, rock bottom. Turning this on at 8 a.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that has to be a rock bottom. That has to be. <laughs> like I have to fully agree with you there. Well, and I think it's so interesting because you were watching it week to week and I just binged it all mm. pretty much yesterday. I watched episodes one, two, and three when they came out and then I waited for the rest of it. So I'm just like reeling with all of this in my head. Like it still hasn't sunk in. I haven't fully processed all of it. So it's probably good for me to talk this, talk, talk this, this out like this. So you can move on. Yeah. <laughs> like it feels like a therapy yes. session. I'm like, I need to debrief everything I just saw to move on. Okay. So let's dive into episode three and four. Um, Carrie spirals about finding out weird stuff about Big. I was like, girl, did you actually think you like knew him? (laughs) You you didn't like call him by his real name for fucking 10 years. Like that's probably (laughs) always a bad sign. If you're married to someone for that long and you don't even call them by their (laughs) own name. That's a red flag, I would have to say. 100%. But it was like, it is funny how she like always thought he was like rich, sexy, older businessman. And mm-hmm. then he, it's like he goes to get Pink Berry or whatever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and her world was rocked. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, there was some like weird things. And I think, again, so many of the things that happened with her post Big's death was just like so unrelatable like I don't even have a significant other let alone have I like obviously had to go through the death of a significant other so it's like so much of it was like very raw I felt like and like things like this where she's finding out all of these like secrets about her deceased husband like it's like what is like what is going on it's so funny because she goes to the will reading and miranda is like her lawyer right or is was yeah she, was she just the support person i don't i actually i don't know i, I don't because like, that was one of the episodes i watched a while ago, a while so ago. I, it's a blur i just feel like they always do that in tv shows where like the lawyer is just the friend's lawyer and I'm like I don't know if that's how that works like IRL like I don't think you can just do that I think there's something called like you know like like that has to be a conflict of interest somehow like literally 
and Miranda's like he left you this much money great yeah great girl like that's not real life that's not real life but then like Natasha's back and I thought she was gonna have like a long-term like plot line she's back for like two Agreed. seconds but it does tie up their story big leaves her a million dollars okay it ties up the story but it also doesn't at all yeah, like yeah. You know what I mean? It definitely did give Carrie like the closure on Natasha, I guess. But also I thought that whole episode was just like so drawn out where like Carrie's like stalking her and then like, yeah. it's just like weird. I'm like, I feel like this is a very normal thing to want to go approach someone about like, hey, my late husband left you a million dollars. What the fuck? That's totally justified to be like, Hey girl, what's going on? Like, yes. Yes. So I thought it was so weird that Natasha was being sketchy about it. Cause it's like, wouldn't you be like oh I don't know sorry like sorry for your loss like I don't know why that was such a weird thing yeah especially like people in like upper I was gonna say upper society like high society in New York yeah like she yeah and like also like slash like she was his fucking ex-wife so she Mm -hmm. didn't go to the funeral didn't even send a fucking gift to Carrie Mm -hmm. Like, or like a note. And then is dodging Carrie's calls. <laughs> yeah, like, to a fucking widowed woman. Like, honestly, this was realistic because Carrie did this shit in Sex mm-hmm. in the City. Like, mm-hmm. kind of like the stalking-ish yep. type things. Mm-hmm. But it was so weird. She declines the million dollars. Who in Obviously. this economy, though? Like, I, yeah, that like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it was just like weird. We never really figured out like why or and then why she declines it because I feel like that almost makes it sketchier to be like, mm, I don't feel right about that because it's like, what was going on? Like, I don't know. And it, I don't know. And it's not like I think anything was going on between Natasha and Big, but it was just no. like a weird additional detail. I feel like that didn't need to happen. No. And they kind of made it seem like there was something happening. Exactly. They like played into this whole thing of like, oh, why is he leaving her this money? Yes. Yeah. And then it ends up being nothing. And like, she's avoiding Carrie. And like, I don't know. It just like, again, it did nothing to really advance the plot at all. Yeah. I don't think. Literally nothing. It's weird to me the way that they view money in this world, this Mm -hmm. sex in the city universe, because it's like, they're like, oh my God, a million is so much money. Like that's so much money. Why did he give that to Natasha? And then it's like, then she buys an apartment that's like clearly like $10 million or like she's wearing Mm -hmm. an outfit that probably costs like $20,000. Some of the outfits, I'm like, girl... Like, what Um, the fuck? And it was it was just weird how they're like, oh, my God, this is so much money. But like we live in like consistent. Yeah. We own a brownstone and I can buy Mm -hmm. this. uh, She's just like flipping houses constantly. Like, what are you doing, girl? Like, Stay put. It's so like fucking the housing market in New York is not something that you should just be like up and moving like constantly like what are you doing New York's like real estate market right now is Mm -hmm. like the worst it's ever been and she's just like it's like let's talk about that social issue not not all the other ones you fucking shoehorned in like I think according to the list on my phone that's one that I actually did not have written down (laughs) so like they couldn't have worked that one look at this list Tori oh my god Okay, at it's the so end, we'll just read it out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. Um, the other, like, big plot thing that I noticed was, like, the first one was Anthony completely downplaying Rock's gender dysphoria. It just mm-hmm. sucks. And, like, I know that also, like, I don't want to... 
you can be like surprised and you can handle conversations poorly, mm-hmm. even if you think you're prepared. But I was just sad because you just like when Charlotte's seeking advice about rock and then Anthony just like brushes it off as like mm-hmm. kids don't know anything that they're talking about, like and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, that's just such a. That would have been like a cool moment. Or if they he had that combo and then the next scene was him calling Charlotte and just being like, hey, you know what? Like as a cisgendered ally mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. gay, I mm-hmm. like should have known better to like say this, this and this. So I just wanted to like point that out. I completely agree. I think in a weird way, it was kind of on brand for Anthony. Like yeah, he's yes, just yes. so true, true, true. like spacey, Con- like he never cares about like anything except like his like weird stripper pizza I business. I don't hate no idea. I fucking hate that so much. That fuels so me with rage. What and is that? I have no idea. And I wish it wasn't actually so present in almost every episode. Like yes. there was like some sprinkle of it in every episode. And I'm like, we don't need this. We do not need this. We do oh not need that. God. And we do not need Chase comedy. Like that is, yeah. those are two things we did not need in every single episode. Like Chase musical number. No, no, we definitely did not need that under any circumstances. Um, so yeah, I weirdly did think it was kind of on brand for Anthony and Now, in hindsight, watching the rest of Rock's storyline progress, I think it kind of fits weirdly because Charlotte did go through the phase of like, is this a phase? Is this just like something I should be brushing off? So I think it kind of played into that a little bit where like at first it wasn't really taken seriously and then it kind of got more serious throughout the show. So I guess in that way, you can just kind of like think that that was just like setting it up to be you know Charlotte's up and down roller coaster of this whole thing and like the acceptance of it which was all over the place but yeah it was it did seem like a really good it was like one of the ways that you could have been super natural and organic about about this and they were like no No, like like, he has to he has to care about his strippers and his pizza like (laughs) no he doesn't yeah literally oh my god that drove me like absolutely crazy because that's the thing that I hoped for and like again we don't need to beat this to death because it's like god if you just google and just like that this is everything but it's like Mm. I wish that they took more natural like what they already had and just Mm -hmm. like had more natural conversations about these things because it's like yes you should reckon with the fact that you were like super white super problematic Mm -hmm. like completely erasing many sexualities and Mm -hmm. genders in your like original airing among many other terrible things that this show did but it's Mm -hmm. like I don't know I just wish they could have done it in more like a natural way but then I'm also like sex in the city was such an un like we had to suspend so much disbelief with like a lot of their plot points in that show so I'm like maybe it's just like this is Darren Starr's like writing and directing and producing i i think they just felt this overwhelming sense of we have to somehow rectify every single issue that's going on in our society in a 10 episode series and they just like didn't seem to care how it played out and how it was written and and you know who was talking about it because again this would have been a great opportunity to just like weave it in naturally and have it be like so seamless And there was so many opportunities for 
just even the conversations themselves to just seem more conversational. Like they never did. They seemed like textbook written. Like it was just, I don't know. And I'm sure it's like this pressure of like wanting to do justice to these things. And there is that pressure of like, okay, if we're going to have these non-binary characters or um, a character that's transitioning, we want to do it right. You know, you don't want to do a disservice. You don't want to not negatively portray, but just portray inaccurately. Like you don't want to get those things wrong. I think another thing that um, people who are, you know, more conservative and are opposed to like these types of characters and plot lines, um, I think for them, if it had been just played into the into the framework of the show in a natural way, it doesn't even like raise red flags of like, oh, this is different. This isn't what I'm used to. But they did it in such a way where they're like, hey, look over here. Like we're doing something that like is progressive. And that comes across as just so inauthentic and so, like you said, performative and I think in so many ways, it's like the opposite of what we should be doing. And I like cannot fully speak to this because I think any representation to get more people of color, to get more, you know, non-binary people and bring awareness to these things that are so underrepresented in traditional media, that is obviously so important and so great that they did try to do that. I just think the way that they did it just seemed so like, we'll just throw everything that we can into the show and hope for the best. And that just like, isn't going to work. And like you said, if they just dedicated it to like a few things that also fit naturally with the show, because a lot of things were like so random and it was like, where did you even get this from? Like, you're just trying too hard. You know, if they had just really honed in on a few things um, and a few people and a few characters to kind of bring this about in a very natural way, I think that would have been so much more, um, it would have felt more sex in the city and it would have had that vibe of like, okay, this is normal now. And this is what life is like in New York city, you know, literally 100%. Like they, for example, like a natural thing would have been talking about Charlotte as a white woman raising Lily as a person of color, mm-hmm. like nothing, about that. like not a fucking peep. <laughs> like it was so crazy. crazy. Like they mentioned the dolls that she gave. It's like then have more yep. of a conversation or like maybe that's a conversation that naturally comes up with Lisa, Todd Wexley or like fucking something. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, no, no. <laughs> like, Well, the other thing that we had also talked about at the beginning of the show was like how they kind of made it seem like all of these new characters just came into their lives when they could have easily done it as like they've been friends with these people for 10 years, which again, just seems so like performative that like Charlotte just so happens to become friends with like another black woman on on the board of the school or and Carrie just so happens to be starting a podcast with a non-binary person. It was like, couldn't these have been ongoing plot lines I don't know it just felt like that added to it where it's like all right we're starting episode one and here all these people are just going to be introduced to the cast and like woven in and obviously there was Naya as well and Seema it was just like what are we why why couldn't you have made this seem like oh they've been friends for five years and yeah this is their life now like why does it have to be like oh I'm I have a black friend now. Like, why Why did they do that? I don't... It was so bad. <laughs> it was so, so, so bad. So, like, we've danced around the topic, but we need to just, like... The elephant in the room. Che Diaz. <laughs> like, character of the year. Like, definitely the biggest splash in TV. <laughs> that like, is true, for sure. Biggest like, splash. Like, just... They are talked about literally nonstop. My my feed is just mm-hmm. always Shay Diaz. 
They mm-hmm. do a inspirational speech. I'm not calling it a comedy concert or a comedy set. I, like Comedy concert has to be, they said it like 13 times. And I was like, no one has ever said that. No one has ever said those two words together. It's never been called a comedy concert. <laughs> what are you talking about? And then the comedy just also wasn't well written, which no, was like so- grinding <laughs> my gears too, because it's like, aren't we supposed to like this person? And now I'm like, they're not even funny. Like I, yeah, yeah. it was hard to like get behind it in that sense. Um, But yeah, it was definitely more of an inspirational speech. And just all of their jokes were just like how how they like have a dirty mind and like people don't want to see them doing comedy it was so like they literally said that like a hundred times I was like Mm -hmm. don't like preface anything you say with like no one wants to hear this but like yeah like like, I do that like (laughs) yes yeah (laughs) like I feel like maybe this is like at me but it's like I don't know. It was just annoying. And we see them inspire Miranda and they do like the hot boxing. It, no, is it hot boxing? No. <laughs> no, it's not. The shotgunning. The shotgunning, yes. Hot boxing. <laughs> yeah. oh, they hot box Miranda's mouth. Yeah, they, they hot box, yeah, like Steve's car or something. Yeah. <laughs> Does it make fuck you to Steve? Like, which this whole series is. So, yeah. like, that would actually fit really well. Literally, people were like so offended by some of their scenes. Like, do you think like this was one of my questions? Kind of like overall, do you think people have a problem with Che because mm-hmm. they're insufferable, <laughs> or do you think? People just do have a problem with non-binary and gender conforming folks. Like, right. Because I'm like, this has the amount of hate that they have received. This must be steeped in like cis normativity. Right. There always is that element to consider. I don't think the writing did them any just any it was not in their favor ever and also the way that their actions affected Miranda and how it just completely like deteriorated this character that people have loved yeah I think that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way because it was like Miranda and I I wrote this in one in I don't even know what episode it was under but she just became so desperate and like this whole other cringy person that I'm like who are you you're supposed to feel like the confident like sure of herself one and I don't even know who you are anymore so I think that kind of played into it where I was like I just don't even like the effect that Che was having on Miranda that kind of rubbed me the wrong way yeah um and I again I think so much of it was just like the way that Che's plot was written and uh Che's like storyline with Miranda was just so like negative overall like no one liked it because it's like they were doing Steve dirty like there was just so many other elements that I think because of the overarching storyline it made it easy to not like them but again is there that extra layer steeped in you know something much deeper for sure that could be part of it but I just like I think if their storyline had been super positive and you know they had like a really good impact in other people's lives on the show then I think and people still hated them then it's like okay well obviously this is not about them as a character it's about you but I think since their storyline was so shaky it's like you can kind of go either way I think a little bit because as a character 
not great. So it's, it definitely is a little bit of both, I would say. Yeah, for sure. I just feel like it sucks because I feel like that is like the underreported story, at least from what I'm seeing. Like there's mm-hmm. just so much hate about their character that I feel like yep. there are some like fellow actors or like famous people that have been like, hmm, maybe like if you're hating on Che, like think about that for a second and like mm-hmm. reflect on that. So like I have seen like a few comments about that, but I was like, I just feel like it is kind of like an underreported story about like mm-hmm. maybe just think about like people that, yeah, don't fit into your like what your gender right. norms and like right. rules are and like I don't know reflect on that a little bit I just think that like if there is a show to do it where you know Miranda ends up dating someone who's non-binary like this would be the show to do it you know what I mean the audience is very I think because of what sex in the city was very liberal very progressive like very open-minded when it comes to all of that so I definitely don't think it was like an outward sense of like oh we hate Miranda dating someone non-binary like this is so non-traditional like it definitely wasn't that I think it was more the it definitely could be like an underlying bias or Mm -hmm. you know feelings um like super like suppressed maybe because I don't think anyone's like outwardly saying you know oh, I don't like that Miranda is with someone who's non-binary. Like that wasn't, you know what I mean? Like the overall issue, especially they're right. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And like the way that the writing was for them was just, it just wasn't good. And they were kind of a villain in a lot of senses, which was, you know, people felt bad for Steve because Steve was written as this like literal sad sack loser. (laughs) We need to talk about it. Why didn't they make Steve terrible? They should have made Steve like terrible. Like he cheated on Miranda. And so we hate him now. And now we can at least justify Miranda cheating on him. They did not. They didn't. They did Steve no favors. They did Steve no favors. Like literally I am dying laughing because now my like Instagram like explore page is just like hot pics of Steve from the original series. Like, like Steve thirst traps. I yes, love this. Like, like him going to play basketball with Aiden and like a cutoff and stuff. It's just like so iconic. Like, so iconic, but it's just so fucking funny. So we're on to episode five. I hated this episode. Yeah, because it really kicks off with Miranda and Che. Like, let's talk about the hookup because like <laughs> Like, literally, do we have to? We do, like, but I hate it. We could have just done one episode on just this, like, four minutes. Of, For sure. Like, of the episode. Like, okay, so, like, her nickname of Rambo makes no. me, makes me want a KMS. Like, not to be. It is terrible. Not to be inappropriate, but I actually wanted my next breath to be my last. I was praying that, for God to intervene. It was, and you, like, you wrote the Rambo nickname is so desperate. Could not have summed it up better myself. It's like so it was despy. She was trying oh my God. so oh my God. hard. Oh my She's God. like, hey, Jay, it's Rambo. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut it's up. It's Rambo. Like, that was. You have me- a name. Use <laughs> it. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> that was me in high school when, like, the hot football player like calls you a nickname once and then you're like <laughs> I'm yes like that I just assumed so this identity of like whatever the fuck the nickname was oh it my is, god it is so cringy and it just plays into the whole cringiness that is this relationship yeah 100 
on Miranda's side. Like, yes. Again, again, I think it's just like her fall from grace. That's so off putting. Yeah. Because it's like she was always known in Sex and the City as like the high powered attorney, like doesn't so take strong. anyone's shit. Yeah. Is like a badass bitch. Like she's got it all going on. Right. Like, is she a mess? Sure. But everyone is on the show. Like, that's the whole point. And I think just to see her become this like desperate puppy dog, I'm like, what is going on? I hate every second of it. I, if I were Carrie, I literally, I would have rolled over and dialed 911. Like, I do <laughs> not. <laughs> she, she couldn't do it for Big, but she could have done it for Rambo. <laughs> like, like. That is Carrie's fatal flaw in this series. Not not calling 911 for Big, but for not calling 911 on Rambo and Che in the kitchen. They deserved jail time. Literal jail time. First of all, first of all, how bad of a friend do you have oh to be God. that your friend is incapacitated <laughs> in, in her bed after having a literal like hip surgery where she has explicitly told all of her friends that she doesn't want to be all alone. Yeah. And then you leave her be and cheat on your husband in the kitchen. (laughs) Aggressively. (laughs) It was, it was not, it was not a peck on the cheek. It was not like, it was not a hug that lingered. It was aggressive. It was aggressive. The hand over the mouth. It was loud and it was that was unnecessary because she's napping in the other room. How big do you think this apartment is? It's New York City. Like, come on. She's right there. It's it's like open concept. Like open she has plan. no yes. fucking doors. Nope. How dare you? She did not stand a chance. And then she's like, oh, I thought you were asleep. Uh, <laughs> anyone, anyone would wake up to that. What do you mean? And like, does that make it any better? Like, never. What a pathetic never. excuse. Oh, let me cheat on my husband when you're asleep. Sorry. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Okay, and then, like, I will say the production of this, like, there was a horror story vibe where you could see Carrie not being able to move, her eyes, Mm -hmm. like, saucers, panicky, reaching Mm -hmm. for the Snapple bottle, like, all that shit. Yep. Holy shit. But it's yes, I agree because the emotion it's supposed to elicit out of the audience, it did. I fully was like, I can't look, but I can't look away. I don't know what's going on. I hate every second of it. Like, I fully felt like I was Carrie in that situation. I was like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I guess I'll just pee in the Snapple bottle. (laughs) I, I will say one one thing in favor of the Che Miranda storyline, and then I will never say anything positive about it again. I will say, if the show, and I might get roasted for this, if the show didn't have so many storylines and they mm-hmm. narrowed it down mm-hmm. and they showed us the full arc of why Miranda is being like this instead of these like random snippets, because I'm like, how do you love Che? You've talked to them twice. How do you want a relationship with them when you haven't even discussed what a relationship would look like for you too? Like it just, Mm -hmm. I do like the concept of a character, even if they're so strong in their convictions and their values in their life at 55, wake up and be like, holy shit, like 
Love like, that. Like, that's cool. Love like, that. I really like that. Fully supported that. But it's like, we didn't see that. We just saw these rash decisions. Yes. And I think that's why I didn't like it. We didn't see the buildup of it yeah. at all. I feel like because even when the show first started, it was like, oh, I quit my job. I'm going back to school. We didn't see really why she quit her job. We didn't see things were getting like so bad. And we saw that she was clearly like bored with her, with Steve and with, you know, her son and, and that whole like weird like any any scene that was taken in their house, I was like, get me out of this place. I, I don't want to be here. I know. And but it wasn't enough to make me sympathize with her to the extent where I'm like, sure, go cheat on your husband, who has been such a big character on the show. Like fans love Steve. You know what I mean? Like I he's a good guy. He's kind of like the show's good guy. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like big not a good guy a lot of the time totally Steve was like the crutch for the good guy complex and to have him be done so dirty when he did nothing wrong he's just like being a husband and like they're in their 50s and they're just married it's like exactly what married couples do at 50 yeah and then for her to have this like midlife crisis again it's totally fine that she wants to like change career paths and like do all these different things and like realizes that her life is like so stale and she wants to do other things. That is great. The way that they did it where she's like hurting other people and like, just like not, I just didn't like that part of it. I feel like if you're going to be so empowered and like do all these things, then do it the right way. And like, do it in a way where people want to like, look back and be like, I'm so inspired by what you did. I want to go do that. Not like, Oh, I should go cheat on my husband because you did that. Do you know what I mean? 100%. And like kind of brings us to episode six when they're having like the picnic in the park and Mm -hmm. like the iconic line that Charlotte says like a finger made you feel alive which I like like that just that was so original sex in the city that I just loved Mm -hmm. it so much but Mm -hmm. like you're right like why wasn't that conversation between those three friends when they find out that Che and Miranda hooked up again they, they were like so nonchalant about it I was like you know, like she's been married for 20 years. Like, like this right. is when you have the in-depth conversations with your friends about the repercussions that this holds. Like, And not to mention that is so who Miranda has been. She's been the friend, like we've talked about, who tells you how it is. And it's like, you know what? You shouldn't do this because it'll have all these negative consequences. So for her, for Carrie and Charlotte to not like step up to the plate and be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I think that was a situation where they, I think, were really like, we can't make it a bad thing that she's hooking up with Che, a non-binary person. So we're not going to talk about any negative aspects of it where there is the negative aspect of the fact that she's literally cheating on her husband who she has a whole child with. And like, you know what I mean? It was like, you have a whole family and no one's even like bringing that up really. Yeah, like like, caring. Yes. And not to mention that like their families are just so close together that like you're they're all friends with Steve too so it's not like you know what I mean it's not like your friend that lives across the country that like you don't really know their husband it's like you have we're supposed to be under the impression that you've known this man for 20 years and like he's been a like an active part of like your family like he was there for Carrie when Big died like this is a guy that we're all supposed to like and you guys are supposed to be friends with too obviously not to the same extent as Miranda but like we're, we're just supposed to think that no one was like, hey, girl, did you think about what's going on here? With Steve, I don't know. And I saw this um, like tweet or Instagram or something as well. It was like, LOL, when and just like that makes you feel bad for the straight white man or like in the 
the one straight white man in the show and you're like literally like that was the opposite of what they wanted like but it was so true I literally was like it it is because they made Steve to be such a little lame loser I know I know know. which like I just want to like keep rolling with this into episode seven can we talk about the finger banging scene can I say yeah. finger banging like out loud on this podcast? Like, <laughs> like it's your podcast, but so, like, like I need permission because I feel like fucking disgusting. <laughs> you you need to ask your audience for consent to like, say finger banging. But like because... actually, please sound off in the comments if this is okay. <laughs> like, like we can do it for this one Honestly, episode and then never again. I feel good about that okay. because there's there's no better time like the present yeah. in this situation because, because what <laughs> I have never felt more personally victimized by a situation in my entire life I was like what this was another thing where I have never felt more like I'm in the room I felt like I was present yeah, in the kitchen while this was happening me and too. the thing that gets me so like I so I like binge watched euphoria a week ago I had yeah. never seen it I watched all of season one me into too season two. me too I have seen it all like, yeah. in terms of HBO nudity and sex scenes I've seen it all yeah. and that hasn't faced me hasn't faced me once this caused me to have a visceral reaction in which I, I literally wanted to to cease. I wanted to cease existing. I was like, this is, I, I don't know how else to explain it. I don't know how else to explain it. It was horrid. It was so bad. Okay. Yes or no. Sorry to put you on the spot. Yes or no. Would you be mad if you're hooking up with a guy and he washes his hands before he touches you? <laughs> <laughs> I was so interesting but also he was like cleaning the dishes so, like, maybe he- <laughs> I'm like you're in the kitchen like doing food stuff like I probably so I'm gonna give you like, my answer you probably have food on your hands so like yeah yeah I thought I it was guess. fine I I like <laughs> that it was like obviously meant to like starkly contrast yeah like, the intensity she- and the yeah, passion yeah. with Che and how it's he's like let me go wash my <laughs> He's such a little goober. Like I, I felt so bad for him. I literally felt so bad for him. And it's so weird because in that scene, I think you're supposed to be feeling bad for Miranda. You're supposed to be like, oh, poor thing. I did not feel that. I really didn't feel that. Yeah. yeah. I was like, this little goober has no idea what he's doing. Okay, but also you don't care. I just want to get into like, we just need to talk about it. I'm just hyping mm-hmm. myself up to like I need the courage. I want I want a glass of wine so fucking bad. Like yeah, you need a bottle. Of yeah, wine I to need get to be blackout to have this conversation. <laughs> no one forgets to finger bang. No, and Steve I think- fucks. Like I just. It's like. <laughs> is it not like riding a bike? I would. Yes, one hundred percent. And like Kate, like in the TV show, she's like best sex of my life. Yep. You don't just forget that. Like, okay, I get that, like, there's ebbs and flows. And, like, when you're older or comfortable with a person, yeah, it's probably not as, like, spicy as it was when you first met. But, like. But some could argue that it would be better. Yeah, because you, like, know what the Mm -hmm. person wants and stuff like that. Oh, my God. I Like, Like, did he not literally say, am I doing this right? Because I feel (laughs) like he did. (laughs) I think he may have said those words verbatim. It was the most awkward, clunky. And I know that's what it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be, like, clearly they don't have any chemistry anymore. Like, so they did that. Like, mission accomplished. I definitely 
would never suspect that these two have any chemistry anymore. But oh my God, it was so, it was so raw. It was so in the moment. Like it was, wow. I felt like I was there. I can't say that enough. I know. I was like I turning know. away from my laptop. I was Same. like, no, I, don't I wanna, literally yeah. think I had to pause it, like to just regroup before I pressed play. Like, it was so, it was so much, so cringe. The next thing I just want to like cover, Carrie goes on a date, mm-hmm. and it's like, like we're clearly set up to like where it's like, okay, this guy's fine. He's like, mm-hmm. like there's no fireworks, but right, he's not like garbage. Was the double vomit scene necessary? Um, if you're asking me, I would have to say no. <laughs> I would have to say no. Did it get it? I felt like there were so many things where I'm like, am I missing something? Like, is this supposed, do you know what I mean? Because so many things would happen and then it would just like, I mean, the double vomit was addressed again, but like so many like random little details where I'm like, is this going to be something like, is something going to really come of this? And that's how I felt throughout all of the scenes with Carrie and Peter. Was his name Peter? No I idea. I, have no I think it was Peter. Clue. I just, we, there was like no emotion there. And I know, I know that like that was kind of the point. And like Peter was like also going through becoming a widow and like that was a whole thing. So I was kind of like, okay, I get it. But also like it didn't do anything. I don't know. That whole plot line too. I was like, what is the point of this? I guess just to like show that Carrie's getting back out there, but like she isn't. Yeah. And then the podcast producer at the end like shows her what like it can be like I guess I guess it just seemed so weird because and I feel like this was like a tonal shift in the series it's like did they do this type of slapstick comedy I guess like the thing is now that I'm thinking about it it was Samantha yes like Samantha did the facial peel Mm -hmm. um like yeah like it just it wasn't Carrie and I was just like this is so fucking weird and like so aggressive and so not real something else totally separate that we haven't talked about is that Miranda wasn't alcoholic for a brief amount of time (laughs) and then just like quit cold turkey it was like I'm actually good she reads like the book that Chrissy Teigen was like peddling on Instagram about yeah going like cold turkey and then she's well, and also that whole scene where she thinks Charlotte sent it to her, but she actually drunk, drunk ordered it. it. What was that? It was like supposed to be so dramatic. I feel where she was like, oh, shit. What else did I drunk? Order? <laughs> I was like, you, you are such like a boomer. Like, what do you like the way she said it was so like unnatural. Uh, but but then- that whole. Okay. What was the point of it? What, what was, was the, the point? point? Because it's like, okay, so like, is she going to talk to Steve about this or Che or like. Any- she just didn't. No, she just didn't talk didn't. to anyone about it. She never even like admitted it to Carrie or um, to Charlotte. Like just nothing happened ever. Yeah. Cause like if she brought it to Che and they had like an in-depth conversation about that's it. That's what I thought was going to happen. Same. That's, at the very beginning of the season, that's what I thought was going to happen. And then I'm like, okay, like I can see like, and then Chase supports her. And then it's like, okay, like this is what a relationship is built off they of. They bond. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Nothing, not a peep. Miranda mm-hmm. drops the L word. Which was so much, just so much. Um, I hated that. Wait, I'm okay. Now I'm trying to remember. Was that the scene where she came to Chase's apartment? No, no, it wasn't that scene. What scene was it then? They're in front of like a taxi cab. Isn't oh, okay, okay, okay. 
this isn't even Cleveland. Right. This is this, this is, is like pre-Cleveland. Yeah. I literally Oh wait, this is like pre-pre-Cleveland. Okay, this is like how bad because it was. Because Miranda says it in one episode and then Chase says it in like the next episode. Like two episodes. Yeah. Or two or, episodes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. The way that I have absolutely erased this from my memory is because my brain filed it as a traumatic event. No, you're suppressing it. And that's great. And I think what might be even more impressive is that I watched it this afternoon and I've already <laughs> suppressed it. So I think I kind of have a leg up on this one. Um, but these were, this is what I had written. Please Lord grant me this run and need to be able to watch one Miranda and chasing and not physically wins in pain. Did that happen? And that was terrible. Also chase saying that they do a lot of weed. <laughs> yeah, like- oh yes. Cause this is when they were seeing each other at the auction and oh, yes, Ma- yes, Miranda yes. got all pissed that they Jay hadn't yes, messaged her back. Yes. And, and Jay was like, what do you like? It was a very, we- this is, and I also wrote Miranda is so desperate and cringy in every interaction with Che genuinely unhuman like interactions, because this is when I was starting to be like, have you ever had a conversation with anyone ever? Like, these are just like, I don't even know the way that she was going about everything. I was like, what, what is this? Like, who are you? You're not even a real person anymore. Like you're a bot. I don't know what this is. It was so weird, but yeah. Yeah. Cause then Che was like, when did you message me? Yeah. And she was like three months ago. <laughs> che was like, oh, you should have messaged me again. Like, yeah, yeah, it was <laughs> Like, fuck you. Like, you don't just, like, wait three months and then, like, well, Miranda probably does because she is so desperate. But it's, like, mm-hmm. okay, also, yes, she it's, was- like, she's so desperate, but she doesn't double text. Unrealistic. Right. It was, like, <laughs> it was like, <laughs> so true. But it was just, like, so cringy that, like, she saw Che at the auction. She was, like, like I got to go. Like, <laughs> <grab> <laughs> grabs her shit and leaves and then when she approaches her she's like i wrote you (laughs) what what in the actual notebook is this we're not doing the noah and ali we're not doing that and then and then it was yeah you know what it reminded me of is like it, it circles back to you're like a sophomore in high school and you're you have the hots for the senior football guy that's what this is and and she's like oh I I wrote you three months ago and you didn't reply like she's so like timid and like cowering and it's just so bizarre and so unattractive exactly because going like I think you would kind of mention this but I I typically I'd like the idea also of like a very powerful and like headstrong and just overall strong character to kind of when they like find the one become this like softer version of themselves, but not necessarily a weaker version of themselves, yes. which I think they did because I think it would have been nice to see like Miranda, you know, be like a romantic again and, and you know, fall yes, in love again yes. and have this like super, you know, sweet, I guess, kind of progression of things. But that didn't happen. And instead, she was just like instantly desperate instantly like a 16 year old girl whose crush wasn't texting her back like it was so cringy and it did not need to be that way I think it could have been done so much better yes um and just like given so much more justice to the relationship as a whole I think totally but they just did nothing to help themselves like if Miranda was like I've had these like come to Jesus moments with like Mm -hmm. I wasn't doing well in my career because I was supporting a system I didn't believe in I'm bored at home, so I want to change my relationship, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, to Carrie, like, 
remember when I told you not to go to Paris? Like I'm reflecting on that. I didn't chase after like what I wanted. It got me into this predicament where I'm in a rut. So I, I want to apologize. Like I didn't know then, but I know now I'm going to LA. I would have been like, wow, that's cool. Mm -hmm. But instead they didn't have conversations of like substance because there was like Mm -hmm. 40 fucking plot lines. Yeah. And which like, sucked. Which sucked. Because like we have we haven't talked about Charlotte like once. Literally, because like what happened? What with happened? Charlotte? Literally what happened? She had like I felt so bad for her because it's like I agree. This girl is a fucking main character and her plot lines were like going to about dinner other parties. People. Yes, other people and like it was just so classic Charlotte shit. Like going like mothering, which like again, that's an important role, so I don't wanna like well, shit on anyone. Also, it's I, like I I had this kind of epiphany afterwards that made me like Charlotte's plot lines a little bit more just because in sex in the city, her whole goal was to be a mother. Yeah. So in hindsight, I was kind of like, I think it's actually sweet that all of her plot lines pretty much revolve around being a mother because it is kind of full circle in that way of like, this is what she had been working towards. And she, out of all three of them, I guess kind of got what she wanted. You know what I mean? Like she was, I guess the most like traditionally happy she had the husband she has the two kids and she's happy like she was born to be the mother that's like at the PTA meetings and that's what she was so I think in a lot of ways I guess it was good that she was like what we expected her to be because Miranda was certainly not (laughs) and like Carrie was a mess and so I think it was kind of good to have that stability and she just kind of was still the overall like just really good friend that we knew of Charlotte before so I kind of liked that but again it definitely was not enough like like put some respect on Charlotte's name like give her something other than yeah other than like dinner parties that's all it was it was so boring that you're right like literally what happened other than the rock storyline like Mm -hmm. honestly like what happened and like okay another thing and I know we're jumping around I think that this is from episode eight so we can move okay. on to that okay but like episode eight also bizarre <laughs> yeah like, like, i feel like i could just say that like, about all and them. then episode nine bizarre okay episode eight is where lily walks in on charlotte almost giving harry a blowjob and then she was like she freaks out she sees like the closet photos after and then she's like I grew up in such a straight and narrow, like sex negative mm-hmm. household. Mm-hmm. I want to do the exact opposite. I was like, that is such a rich storyline. Mm-hmm. And it is like two conversations and then never talked about again. And I'm like, that especially is also- coming from Charlotte. Yeah. Like Charlotte's like the least like openly sexual out of all of them. So I thought coming from her in her role as a mother could have been so good. And could've been she so could have reflected like you know, when I first met Samantha Carey and mm-hmm. um, Miranda, like, trying to, <laughs> we don't again, even remember like, her now. Yeah, like, trying to suppress, suppressed. Oh my God. Sorry, Miranda. But when I first met them, like, I thought you had to have sex in like a committed relationship. You had to be in love. Mm-hmm. And like all of the things that she did throughout the series and she, and then she could have been like, but now like, this is my views on things. And I was like, that's actually talking about a societal issue because our world Mm -hmm. doesn't have good sex education and doesn't talk about 
sex in a great way. And, and mm-hmm. a lot of parents pass on weird shit around sex mm-hmm. and bodies and all of that stuff and relationships to their kids. And I'm Especially like, to women. Yes. And I was like, this would mm-hmm. have been the right societal issue mm-hmm. to tackle. And it's like, again, mm-hmm. just like fucking glazed over like everything else in this episode. And like, that's why I'm just like pissed because like, again, we listed like three really cool things mm-hmm. that they could have dug into, but they chose like a hundred. Like, yep. So just and hire did like mini, <laughs> mini blurbs yes. about it that were stupid and superficial and performative. And we're just kind of being like, it literally felt like they were like, hey, did you know racism is an issue? And then they never brought it up again. It's like, what? Yes, we did know that. Like, can you tell us more? Like, can yes. you give us something else? Um, also in this episode, this is when this is when Che says, I love you. Yes. Yes. Again, it makes it very clear that it was just after three weeks of hooking up, which I'm like, did we have to harp on that? Because this just is making me hate this whole relationship even more because I'm like, what are we doing? It, yeah. It, again, it's like unrealistic. So it's like, so there are multiple time lapses in this godforsaken season. Which makes it so confusing. So confusing. I was like, because <laughs> when Carrie went on the date, I was like, she just, <laughs> yeah. her husband just died. And then I was like, oh, no, wait, I think at least a few months have Yeah, like three down. months but it was after the Yes, I think it was three months, yeah. But it's like, couldn't we have done the time lapse for this? Because three weeks is clinically insane. 100% especially while you're in another relationship uh yeah yeah, yeah. what (laughs) what and then this was the episode where Miranda shows up to Che's apartment (laughs) and is absolutely fucking balls to the walls manic it has like cookies it is like screaming about nothing I that whole scene I was like what are you doing who wrote this who wrote this like what is going on she shows up and she's like freaking out. She's, I shouldn't have done this. Oh my God, this is so embarrassing. Like I never should have done this. Girl, I want to get- But him- also I will say that Che was being weird and sketchy. Yeah, I, I mean, thought like, Che had someone like, in the apartment. Yes, 100%. And uh, the whole time I was waiting for Che to hook up with other people because Same. they're like, I don't want a traditional relationship. What do you want, Che? Because you haven't defined that for anybody. Not that I guess- Exactly. That's the opposite of what a non-traditional relationship is, but it's like- you have to explain what you're talking about. I agree. There was such a lack of communication between Che and Miranda in such, again, like even this, obviously not like a big societal issue, but just like things that people deal with, like defining relationships and like different kinks that people have to work through. And there has to be some common ground, some sort of understanding. And Che wasn't giving that to Miranda at all. And I was like, Okay, in a way, Miranda should be going crazy because like so many people go crazy in that situation because they're like, okay, what is this? What's going on? And Miranda was, I think, being like yanked around a little bit and was expected to like be there and be the loving partner role, but also was like yelled at because it was like too traditional. So it's like, well, what's what's she supposed to do that? I want to give props to Cynthia Nixon because... She, she, <laughs> Cynthia Nixon must be like, why did I sign up for this? Like, she must literally be like, why did they choose she's, my? She's on to the do phone this? with Kim, being like, I should have. What? She's, 
you had the right idea you had the right idea girlfriend kim's watching this like oh shit i'm so glad oh. i can only imagine what they would have had samantha if this is what they're having miranda doing can only imagine what samantha's storyline would have been literally terrifying literally the only winner of this whole series is kim cattrall could not agree with you more but props to cynthia nixon because if she she is such a good actress because Mm -hmm. i could the desperation (laughs) and embarrassment it emanated through yes yes like Mm -hmm. she depicted that like her mouth opening up like a fucking fish and like the glaze in her eyes and the, the sheen of sweat on her fucking face was so brilliant like give this no, woman she did an emmy a great job like because again if like a bad actor a <laughs> so bad actor was will- thinking of her like 400 bags that she like, that she wears her like three bags like <laughs> like purses like Wait, how have I never noticed it? Oh my god, in every scene, she has like a backpack, a messenger bag. Yes, all of her scenes where she's going to class and she's like carrying all these textbooks. She's such like a nerdy little 15-year-old in this whole series. That's all she is. Like it's so bizarre. It just it maybe it was a metaphor for how much fucking baggage she's carrying around and how much like yeah, I, I think get- you're giving them too much credit, but yes. <laughs> Sorry to derail you, but like, it's just like, <laughs> no. it's just so perplexing to me mm-hmm. about how this happened. And this is also kind of when we meet Lizette. Yes. Okay. So, which, <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm getting so I hyped loved up. To see, like- I would have loved to see more of Lizette. Lizette is the ultimate Carrie parallel. She's great. She's And that's something that I would have loved to see from Carrie, like being a mentor to someone because literally Carrie as a human being, as the character Carrie Bradshaw has mentored so many people. So to have her like physically do that in the show would have been amazing, especially because Lizette would have been like the millennial or like Gen Z parallel. And I think that could have been a great way to loop in the younger audiences and be like, oh, the things that Lizette deals with are similar to things that Carrie's dealt with, but in a little bit of a different way because times have changed. That would have been great. Would have been great to have Carrie give her like wisdom, but also still be like, oh, but now it's a little bit different because it's 2022 and not, you know, 1998 would have been so good. And then we we don't see this. Carrie could have been like, man, this is actually such a good idea for a podcast because this is my life is giving advice to mm-hmm. in articles to readers. So it would have like just we been- should have gotten the Carrie and Lizette podcast. That would have yes. been everything. Yes. It would have been like the old and the new just like coming together. One hundred percent. Like <laughs> I must have been, again, so down bad, but not not. Like the 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 depressed version, I didn't even draw the parallels between Lizette and Young Carrie. Like literally, you wrote that in the episode outline, and listeners are like, "This is so <laughs> this is so <laughs> unhinged." You had an episode outline, yeah, we did. Okay. <laughs> no, actually, I would love to read what you wrote, which is, "Is it fair for Carrie to be mad at Lizette for being loved when they live in Manhattan?" <laughs> Because that is what you picked up on. 
but you were like Lizette you're like fuck Carrie for being mad at Lizette justice for just like sitting on your stoop having a ciggy at like 2am like you used to do Carrie and like exactly also when Carrie breaks into Lizette's oh my god and then sees can just wait is this when she saw full peen or is this when she just like we've brushed over <laughs> we we it was so weird she went downstairs and literally just turned her volume down like in yeah. her apartment because the door was like open yes yes and was like touching Ooh, in her was sleeping with their door open yeah she's like passed out it's like check her fucking pulse like <laughs> Yeah, she has tons of like liquor bottles, empty liquor bottles scattered around her. Is laying literally deceased. And Carrie's like, gotta turn down the volume so I can get a good night's sleep. So selfish, and that is so fucking Carrie. Like, that's, holy shit. That is what we that that's is our girl. That's how we know. That is our girl. Can spot her from a mile away. <laughs> literally. literally. Oh but like, yeah, okay, like I feel like Okay, go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm no, gonna bring keep us, going. No, I'm gonna bring us. I'm gonna so, bring us back. So <laughs> I'm gonna tell no, you. Go. You go. You the go. The worst, go. the worst rabbit hole we could have. Are we gonna talk about the full peen thing or no? About, this episode, it's like it was about, jarring. Wait, this is when Charlotte and yes, this is that what is, you're talking about? No, um, Lisette's wait. boyfriend, abusive boyfriend. You gotta rewind. Oh, 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 yes, 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 yes. Wait, I literally was like, did I miss something? I think I did miss this, though. I know, mm-hmm. like, the boyfriend that you're talking about, but I don't think I saw he that. He drops his full towel. Okay, yes, I know what you're talking about. I guess this is, I'm, like, mad at it, and then I'm like, this is Sex in the City. Why are you mad? This is the guy showering. Wait, why are you mad at it? It just was, like, again, like, so fucking random. Yeah, very unnecessary. Like, I don't, it just didn't, not that everything has to further the plot, but I was just like, right. It was just this tidbit that we didn't need, I guess. I don't know. I well, don't know. I would, I would argue that we also didn't need that with Charlotte and her and Harry. That was like so I actually much. missed that and I didn't go back because Harry looks sickly and I didn't want to see anything. I, I didn't want to see. Like, so funny you say that because I can't unsee it. So I actually would rather that you go back and watch it. So we have to live through that together because it was so graphic. So graphic. And it was so stupid because it was like Charlotte was like literally on her knees, which that whole scene no, no one at 55, no one at, I'm going to tell you, no one's going down on someone on a tile bathroom floor married for 20 years. But the way that it was so presumptuous, like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. he was like, he was like, <laughs> like, I don't even know what she was doing on the ground. And then he's like, want to seal the deal? Yeah. <laughs> Literally, no. Are you fucking 20? Like, oh, but my then God. It was so weird because she was like pulling down his pants and then the door opens and Lily comes and in. she so like, I guess they did show it, it so hard that like gives her kid a black eye. It was <laughs> just so much. It was so much. And also, OK, there is the argument that like, yes, having the conversations about being sex positive. Great. Do you want that to come from your mom who you saw almost giving your dad a blowjob? 
in the bathroom no that's fair I argue no then okay then why doesn't like you're right because it's like coming from your mom maybe you don't want that especially maybe from Charlotte but it's like okay well I feel like that that was a weird way to bridge it like hey you saw this morning yeah yeah it wasn't cancer (laughs) like Yes. yes when she was like did you have any questions she's like did you find any cancer like the poor fucking thing and you're sitting there trying to like it's so weird oh my God. So i'm weird. literally crying i'm crying <laughs> like, like it's so, so bizarre it's so fucking weird and we haven't even covered some of the weirdest storylines okay Miranda- also steve miranda told steve she wants a divorce we didn't say that it doesn't matter it doesn't matter at this point. But I felt so bad for him. I think I cried. And again, cannot stress enough how much, how little sympathy I have for men. Just yeah, overall. Yes, yes. <laughs> so for this Same. to evoke so much emotion out of me, mm-hmm. shocking, groundbreaking, <laughs> they're doing something right clearly because this is not an emotion I feel typically. And I literally was like, this poor man, because completely blindsided completely blindsided and the way that he was like oh no this can't be good and he was like what are you gonna do ask me for a divorce and she's like yes <laughs> sit down so bad so bad so, so bad. bad and like why were they highlighting so much just to make him look like so socially awkward he's like oh i found my hearing aid in the couch <laughs> i was like Drove babe home can you not hear like- yes oh my god and she's like screaming at him it's (laughs) It's like you're about to like serve this man papers and you're like can you hear me can we approach the situation with a bit more compassion (laughs) oh my god a bit less aggression oh my god that was that was so bad okay we have to move on um miranda says she's going to cleveland which is like and then Wait, you see also, her like, in the cab she, and like Che was going there for like one day <laughs> like wait till they get back you do not need to go asap I know. that is not something that i'd be like i must go to cleveland like i know no I offense know. but like no one it's not like miami like no. no one wants to go to like ohio like no thanks and then they come back with episode nine no mention no mention <laughs> The one thing that I might have like sealed the deal. I'm interested to see yes, what happened. Yeah. On their relationship. Yeah. No mention. The other yep. big storylines is like Rock doesn't want a bet mitzvah. And right. people Which are like, I, okay, I want to hear it. Like maybe we have different takes. It's like, why don't they want a bet mitzvah? It's like right. maybe because they're trying to figure out their gender and this is like a mm-hmm. very binary situ. Right. I totally agree. So, like, why are you no, confused? Like, <laughs> the thing that I thought they kind of did well, yes. because this was an issue that w- did carry throughout the whole season, which was a good thing True. because they did get to give it the attention that it deserves. Yes. So, I liked that. I liked Rock's storyline and yes. how that worked. And I thought it was very realistic. I thought it was very realistic that Charlotte and Harry are like, what do we do with this? Because yeah. how many parents have been in that situation where they're like, great I want to support you but I this is so foreign to me so I I liked the way that they portrayed that in like a super honest way where there was never 
there was never a lack of like love and empathy, right? Like Charlotte and Harry were never mad at rock. They were never like, no, you're a girl. Like they, there was never that, but it was like confusion. And I thought that was like, so honest and like, so authentic in that sense. And again, I can't speak to this. Like this is not my life. This is not my reality, but I just, I really thought that they, they did that justice and they carried that. And that was one plot line and one like issue that I thought that they like actually gave the full attention that it deserved. And again, if we're saying that like the target audience is women that are in like their fifties and sixties and are like parents, then this could be something that parents might be relating to and now might have more compassion for and might, yeah, you know, have kind of like a blueprint of like, okay, how do we go through this? Do we take this seriously? Like, what do we do from there? So I just think that that, because I've given them so much shit for all the things that they've done wrong. I do think that that was one thing that they kind of yeah, did. Yeah. Right. No, you're totally right. Like, I agree with I'm that for sure. Confusion. Because I'm like, pick it up faster, Mm -hmm. but you're totally right. People Mm -hmm. like Charlotte and Harry wouldn't have picked it up faster and wouldn't have known where to go necessarily. And you're right, like, the parts where they were sad and confused was just like, Mm -hmm. you know, about their name and like some of these visions that you have for your family. And I think that's fair that you had kind of an expectation or an idea Mm -hmm. of what your family would be like and it's a little bit different so you mourn that right there's so many stories of transgender people that go through that and their parents and their relatives like knowing them as a girl and wanting to see them do all the traditional like female things and so I thought that that kind of like paid homage to that in like a very real way that I think people outside of the sex in the city world could relate to in some capacity. It wasn't like done up to be this whole dramatic thing. Like it was super realistic, which I liked. Me too. Me too. This episode, we also see Seema meet Antoine from Emily in Paris. we do. He's not as hot outside of Paris. Agreed. He's also not as hot when he's like kind of a skeevy club owner. Like, yeah, I was like, yeah. and she's this like really has her shit together person that I'm like, she needs yeah. like a billionaire. Like, f- like, yeah. you know what I mean? I feel like in a way she's kind of like slumming it, but she does seem to really like him. And I love that for her. I also really liked her plot line. Obviously, we haven't talked about that a lot, but. I I like the idea that like she's never been married and is like still looking for the one at age like 54. Like I thought that was like so great. And again, something that we've never really seen on the show because everyone ended sex in the city kind of like with the love of their life. And like, that was it. So I think it was kind of nice to add that element of like, here's a new character and her experience has been totally different from Carrie and Charlotte and Miranda. So I, I did like that. And then if it's leading towards her now finding the love of her life, and that's even better. Absolutely. Yeah, she, again, was the one that I enjoyed the most. And again, I think it's... Me too. Not to do any disservice to Naya. Like, Naya and... We haven't even talked about Naya and Andre and their baby plotline, but it's like, because we saw like 30-second clip-it conversations. Mm-hmm. And it just mm-hmm. like, in the moment when I was watching that, I was like, this could be a TV show and I would feel mm-hmm. empathy and compassion towards these characters. And then yep. it would just swap to another storyline and I'd be like, who? Like, like <laughs> right. It, it didn't give you enough time to like connect to the characters at all. Totally. Or like, like feel, I mean, obviously I was like, oh, I feel bad for them, but I'm like, I don't, there's not much to it. There was like no substance. It was just very like surface level. Like she was like, oh, 
IVF isn't working. And so it's like, oh, sad. But then she's also like, I don't know if I want a kid. So it's like, okay, happy. Like yeah, it was yeah. like very like, I don't know what emotion to be feeling. Yes, yes, yes. And then with like no background, it's like hard to like feel one way or the other. I feel like 100%. I also just wanted to say about this episode and then we can move on. Carrie wears Big's wedding ring. Very mm-hmm. Carrie. Mm-hmm. She drops it down the drain. Also very classic. Carrie. That moment, Carrie. like it just seemed so like sex in the city so like I appreciated mm-hmm. that and then agreed it also again triggers the decision for her to end it with Peter take off the wedding ring oh, no sorry yep she ends it with Peter no she 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 takes off the wedding ring she um decides to text him at the very end Pete. and be like JK let's try things which I'm like aren't we kind of beating a dead horse here like there's clearly nothing there you know what I mean I feel like she was like such a proponent in sex in the city to be like if you don't feel it, just like move on. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she needed Samantha. Just I agree. To be like she did. Okay, because he was like not bringing anything to the table. Literally nothing. He was like kind, and I feel like the whole show was just like don't settle for just like the kind guy. Like yes, so, exactly. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Um, the last episode, we finally get to the finale. Best episode of the season for me. Agreed. They have the they mitzvah. Mm-hmm. I wrote, can we not make a mockery of this shit? I just felt like, do we have to call it a they mitzvah? Like, I don't know what non-binary Jews, like, call their ceremony for coming of age. Because, again, it's just not. Or if that is really a thing. Yeah. In, if that In the Jewish community. I, like, I couldn't tell you, know you. What I mean? like please like I'll, neither. I was gonna say please tell us I will do my own research after this but if you want to weigh in like super happy to mm-hmm. also like chat about these kind of conversations but mm-hmm. and then like the rainbow stuff I'm just like again it's like oh <laughs> you're part of like the LGBTQ community let's just do rainbows that's your entire personality I fully agree with that to play devil's advocate with that storyline with Charlotte and Harry really coming to terms with rock's identity. Yeah. I kind of saw that as like, we fully accept you. And Let's like, celebrate. they had kind of got into this place of like, okay, you are who you are. We have like learned about it. Cause they have, and they've been more understanding as the show's progressed. So I think in that sense, I think it was meant to be like, now Charlotte's all fucking in. Like yeah. she's like, cause you know, that's how Charlotte is. Yeah. Like once she gets behind something, like she she's all there. All so it makes so much sense that Charlotte would be like the supportive ally mom. That's like, let's rainbow this shit out. Like let's <laughs> just like so do true. it balls to the walls, like rainbows everywhere. So, I mean, obviously again, it is kind of like, okay, like we get it. Like, And it definitely is like the opposite of like, let's just make this normal. And instead it's like, let's shove it in your face. Yes. But I think in a way it was, Charlotte and Harry kind of like showing their support in a in a literal physical way of like okay we're making this all about that to like show that we are behind you no I actually love that perspective and I I totally think you're right I also like now just thinking about rock it's like it would have been also cool to know more about their Mm -hmm. interests and hobbies and it was yeah because because it was like rock's whole storyline was charlotte's whole storyline but i feel like we also know nothing about rock Rock, i know which was like it was like very minimal snippets here and there where rock was like i don't know if i'm a girl anymore and it was like okay and then like that was all we heard from rock for the episode (laughs) it was like and then we were just like expected to go from there so weird um 
the other big pieces of this episode, Che. Che drops the California announcement. They sing. Their parents are there, which I was like, Che, traditional move to introduce the girlfriend to the parents. (laughs) Like, okay. Very non-traditional to sing an entire (laughs) song about moving to California. I will say Sarah Ramirez... Excellent singing voice. Agreed. Yeah. Um, unnecessary, but agreed. Extremely <laughs> unnecessary, but it's it's one of those things where I feel like in any drama, if a character can sing, they're gonna be singing. And it's yes, like we yes. don't need to do that. We don't need to oh we don't need God. that. I know like, that's I was like, great. what is this the Grey's Anatomy like singing <laughs> episode? Okay. So bad. So bad. And just in theory, hated that, hated the delivery of that. Hated that Che was like, hey, come meet my family. Huge step. Huge step in any relationship, traditional or non-traditional. Um, and then also while you're at a gigantic party with what seems to be my in- my <laughs> entire family tree. <laughs> like, what was that? I'm also going to be performing a dance number in which I'm telling you I'm moving across the country. And also move with me. That was like so much to put on a person. and. For what? Why did you have to do it that way? And it it also just highlighted again that I'm like, Che, do you know Miranda? Because if you did, you would know she would fucking hate this. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's also just like insensitive. Like in any relationship situation, that is like just so insensitive to like completely bombard someone with like this out of the blue thing. Not to mention... I don't know. Was there another time lapse? There might have been, but I'm like, how long have they been seeing each other? Like, this is so much to like spring on someone that, like, from our understanding, they have not been seeing each other for a long time. So to just spring this on someone is selfish, I think. 100% super selfish. Like, hey, you just divorced your husband for me. You're like, you have a whole child. Like, you have a teenager. Your whole life is in this city. You have an internship that was like extremely exclusive and hard to get. You're like getting another degree. And now, hey, do you mind like going with me so I can make some people laugh? Like, and and then Miranda is like, yeah, I'll just be finishing my courses remotely. It's like, girl, that's actually not how university works. (laughs) Mm -mm. You don't just like, I'll just finish it remotely. What is that? I don't know. It's totally against everything that Miranda is. And I saw some people because obviously this is when the whole um, Carrie and Miranda parallel is drawn where now it's Carrie telling Miranda this probably isn't the best idea. Like, what are you going to do? Just like sit around while like she's doing her whole thing. And I saw because I saw a TikTok or something about that parallel and I really liked it because Anytime that they can like pull in from sex in the city, I'm like, yes, more of that. And the something that I th- thought was so interesting was people were saying like, when Carrie did it, it wasn't irresponsible. It was like spur of the moment. It was, she didn't have any, she didn't have a husband that she had just divorced. She didn't have a kid. She didn't have anything. And she was just like following her heart, right? What Miranda is doing is like running away and she is abandoning her past life. She's trying to be this whole new person, which can be good in theory, but not the way that she's doing it. And it's just coming across like Miranda is so lost in Che as a person and 
like in my opinion I think it's like headed towards if we get a season two like just a very toxic relationship that's what it seems like because there's such a power imbalance and it's not even necessarily Che's fault I don't think I think it's just Miranda is so like in it in a really unhealthy like fixation way and the that's the way that it's coming across where I don't think that was like I don't think that imbalance was necessarily there with Carrie and Alexander when she moved to Paris because it just it was more so like oh it's fun it's Paris like I'm Carrie fucking Bradshaw of course I want to be in Paris like that checks out like Miranda moving to LA like that makes no no sense. sense and I'm pretty sure in the series Carrie had already like been like I can write from Paris yes exactly like, so like, like, she I had her shit job, figured out like, yeah we've been together for a long time I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure we're on yes the that was page. the other thing they were in a pretty stable relationship for a, like that was a long-term relationship so to have him propose that you move to another country that like checked out a little bit more Che and Miranda having been dating for like three weeks that does not check out that's like weird it's so weird and like it's also just weird to me because I'm like I don't feel like Che would want a person like Miranda how Miranda is acting I agree with that because like so many times it was like Miranda was being like blatantly over aggressive and like over like just pursuing Che like too much and I was like how is Che not like not angst like I don't (laughs) it just seemed weird it seemed like off brand for Che to like be into Miranda again funniest bit of just like who is in the writer's room because you (laughs) clearly don't understand how like stuff works Che quits the podcast because they're moving to LA and it's like Che to do a pilot which might not be picked up yeah like this is not a sure thing if you're moving to LA permanently or have your own to have your own comedy concert like a running (laughs) to have a running then like that makes sense like if you like you have another full-time job that you're going to do like you literally said that you were going to be out there for a month I know and then I was like also it's like record a few episodes via zoom right not that hard it's what we're doing right now (laughs) like it is not that hard like you can make it work oh my god it was just so fucking annoying and it was like and then Harry like Che how they got into Carrie's apartment when Miranda and Che first hooked up was Che dropping mm-hmm. off podcast equipment so Carrie could mm. zoom into the podcast and it's like where was this mm-hmm. logic where was this energy like yeah. what did we and do it's like it? if this is like a hit pod not to get into the weeds but it's like if this is a hit podcast where it's like right. your job yeah how are you and you're making like, like money off of yes, it yes you're yeah. just like quitting on a whim it is so fucking weird and then also that does translate Miranda moving to LA translates into Miranda not being able to be there when <laughs> Carrie wants to spread Big's ashes. What was that? I literally was like, I've never hated you more. She wants to spread her husband's ashes. And you're like, can't make it. I'm going to be with Jay. This like, person I've known for like under a year, I need to like be in the audience. There's just so many elements of like a toxic relationship woven into this and like ditching your friends for someone that you and barely your kid know. And your husband. <laughs> We forget. We forget the kid and husband because her kid is so fucking weird. Like, what is that? That plot line oh, is like, you need yes. less of your, your like Brady pornographic and this, son. Yes. What is going oh on? Oh my God. And the weird girlfriend, Louisa or whatever. Like, what the fuck? Who's like that? always there? Go home, Louisa. And like so rude. I'm like, respect your fucking elders. You're so fucking and again, rude. And it's like, 
oh it's so bad it's so bad but it just made me like hate Miranda like that like drove it home for me that she was like oh like I can try and be there but I'm gonna be in LA with Jay and like that's really what am I gonna do about it like Oh my I'm God. Like, is it imperative that you have to be there every single day? Like you would be missing three days. Carrie literally said three days. Like yes, that's yes, not. Yes. I, I was just like so put off by that because Charlotte was like, yeah, sure. And like Charlotte has two like younger kids totally. that like she has, you know what I mean? And then it was, I don't know. Was, I just like hated that. I hated that whole thing. And then it was just so funny how um, Miranda drops out and then Carrie's like, yeah, Charlotte, we're, I'm good. You know, like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's like, and then Charlotte was like, you owe me a trip to Paris. I was like, so true. I'd be pissed. Literally. To kind of like wrap this up, the scene where Carrie's in Paris is why we watch this show. The dress, the shoes, the purse, the bridge, the lighting. I will say, Big's ashes being <laughs> in that fucking purse. Being loose in the Eiffel Tower shaped purse. That was an interesting touch. But again, seems very sex in the city, Carrie Bradshaw. I'll just shove his ashes in this purse. Because it, and yeah. then also I was like, where are your other belongings, Carrie, if they're not in the purse with the loose leaf yeah, ashes? Like, what is going phone on? And shit, Carrie. This is she classic. pulled her phone like out of the dress. Oh, yeah. Like, no, yes. The dress like, doesn't have pockets, girl. Like where there's no way that dress had pockets. There's no way. There's nothing functional about that dress. But it was so beautiful and like so, so stunning. So showstopping. It was. And she looks so elegant with her collarbones and her like thin neck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> her like hollowed out face as the as the um plastic surgeon yeah. was saying yeah. that was god. fucking lovely oh my god and then but it also just felt like a homecoming to carrie bradshaw yes. like we're like we we're finally back. got this like spectacle of an outfit where she's back in paris like within where like so many iconic scenes have happened like right there and I thought that was like a really good full circle moment to have. 100%. 100%. And like, yeah, it was very reminiscent of the series or yeah, the original Mm -hmm. series. And we just needed that. She texts Samantha. She agrees to go for a drink. She says fabulous back. Like Mm -hmm. it was just, it was what we needed. It healed my heart. (laughs) I agree. It was was that closure. We needed that closure. The last, and then she kisses. Yes. Okay. Also, the I was like, that apparently, you didn't realize had been in the show the whole time. No, I was like, where did the hottest man I've ever seen come from? Like he had been, there. <laughs> like, he was, like he had showed up, like he was there. I will say, tons of disappointment for that man not being Aiden. Do you want him to be Aiden and Aiden and Carrie to end up together? People are literally so, turning off the podcast. They're like, we believed in everything you said, Maddie, but this, like, this is the last straw. I think I, cause I was always a big girl, like always love big, but if big and Carrie's story has to end the way it does, it makes a lot of sense that Aiden is like the second love of her life. You know what I mean? Because she kind of had in Sex in the City, she had the two loves of her life. She had the safe one that was like kind. And then she had like the hard, tough, like serious one. And I think it was great the way that it ended up. But then for big in her to end so tragically and so like no one's fault you know what I mean like there's obviously no ill will towards like like they didn't have like a messy breakup like no one cheated on anyone unfortunately 
he died on the Peloton. And I think I think that would be a good time for Aiden to like pop his head up and be like, hey, because I think that would be what she needs, especially at this stage in her life. She had the excitement. She had yes. big. she had like the passionate love affair. Now she's like, I just want like someone to hang out with because I'm alone in New York City. Like I'm not 20 anymore. I don't want to be like going on dates all the time. You would want an Aiden at that point in your life. 100%. I think that checks out. I actually think that that does check out. That's why I was like when Stephen like Carrie, I had a fleeting thought and I was like, oh, maybe they should date. (laughs) So many people did. And I was like, what? Yeah, which that's like too controversial. But like it would never. Yeah, it would never never happen. happen. And it does not make sense. But you're you're right about Aiden. And I'm just wondering also like because it said that he had signed on. So do you think yes. like there was a storyline that potentially could have happened or do you think they just did that to cover their tracks to make it us guess? So I think probably that, but the, in my mind, I'm like, he will show up at the last second. I fully thought the season was going to end with Carrie, like bumping into Aiden somewhere. Dubai or and Carrie Abu Dhabi? Being like, or like- <laughs> and Carrie being like, and just like that, something I don't know something witty about falling into old habits and like all like I could so see that playing out in such an organic way and I think it could make people that didn't love Aiden maybe in Sex and the City fall in love with him again because they're older they're wiser like they're more mature now and I could just like see that being such a good fit for like older Carrie because she's so much more mature now and she's so like I feel like she's ready for that. Like, she, cause that was a big part of why she wanted big was because he was like the exciting, like the risky choice. But now at this point, it's like, she doesn't want that. Like, you know what I mean? Like she's 50. She doesn't want the risk. She doesn't need the excitement. Yeah. She would want something like comfortable. Yeah, she doesn't I think. want the and, like safe. Who, like you actually know nothing about when they die. Right. Um, right. Exactly. Absolutely. Do you think we will get a season two. And do you think like Aiden does come back? Like I haven't looked at like too much of the press, but like it did say on my HBO max series finale. So I was so confused when you said that because in the weird fucking documentary that they, Oh yeah. It said, it said based on season one, or the first season of yes. and just like that. Yes. So that kind of made people think, okay, no, then there must be a second season. I think that there has to be a second season because there's, I mean, I think they got the ratings. Yes. Like, I'm sure that they have that. Yes. I don't know what else Sarah, Jessica Parker and Sydney, like, I don't think they have anything else going on. I think they're there, but, and like, they set up so many storylines, like, cause now we have to figure out what happens with Carrie and the random podcast producer that we know nothing about like we didn't learn anything about him throughout the series like we don't know if he's a good choice for Carrie like no one no one has said that we don't know that we need to find out more about Che and Miranda because she just moved across the country like we need to find out so much more like we just met Seema people loved Seema yeah we need more so I think that they definitely left you wanting more but also in a way where if for whatever reason they can't make a season two it's kind of okay Yeah, it's like kind of like a little bit of both, I think, where it's not like something crazy happened and like Samantha showed back up and it's like, holy shit, what's going to happen now? It was like crazy, but also in like a, okay, I guess if nothing else happens, we can like assume that Carrie like ends up with her podcast producer, I guess. Like, okay, like that's fine. It's like, I'm, yes, I'm satisfied that she like finds, potentially finds love again, but it's like, 
am I satisfied? Because it's like with who? That's the thing is, if it had been Aiden, that makes so much more sense because like we know who Aiden is. We know his character. We know them together as a couple. We do not know who this man is. So like, I don't think there's any closure really to the situation of them like falling in love because it's like, who is he? I don't don't know, know. but I am again, desperately waiting for season two. Like I really hope Mm-hmm. that that was like a typo or something but it's a, then it's also like it's hbo max like do they make typos like that it's so confusing i don't think, I don't think yeah do. like it's so weird it's, did you watch the documentary yes i did tell me more did you watch it no okay actually watch it it's only like an hour and 15 minutes shorter than this okay. podcast they go through all of the clothes like so much of the clothes it is so iconic it is so fun it is they really show a lot of clips from the original series you get to see the interactions between sarah jessica cynthia and i cannot think of her name the whole episode Kristen, Kristen. oh yes 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 so that's really fun the one thing i will say about this Carrie chooses a hat to wear to with an outfit a crazy hat mm-hmm. um the producer Darren says you can't wear that hat because it doesn't make sense it's the one the dress that she wears to the wedding or the engagement party oh, okay. of her co-host which what was that <laughs> like again like so stupid I'm like oh this is such a cute <laughs> cute wedding this is I love surprise weddings we know nothing about I him I love like, the yellow oh. wedding dress but it's like I don't feel anything towards these characters so I'm like cool. right she's like tearing up in the audience and I'm like yes <laughs> like they made it seem like she was best friends with this guy <laughs> yeah, I'm like yeah. you are not like, you called him once and he was like shocked that you called him like audibly <laughs> like he literally said only my grandma calls me like you guys are not close it was um, so random also- <laughs> One other thing that I wish we had seen more of, I loved the relationship between Lily and Carrie. I like, I love the interweaving of like their families. Like I think that that is so wholesome and I wish we saw more of that. Like it was just the one episode where Carrie had like Lily sleep over. And I was like, that is so wholesome. And that's what people want in a reboot. They want to see that all the characters are still close and they're like family. And like, I wish there was more of like that element. 100% the five seconds that Carrie and Brady like teased each other about something. Yeah. I'm like the best. It It was, yes, completely agree, but watch the documentary. Okay. I will. The the takeaway from me is that, um, Sarah Jessica might have seemed like kind of a bitch in some pieces and I was kind of like maybe I do see where the like Kim stuff came from that that's the one little tidbit I'll I leave think you with. yeah I think like internally I'll never not be team Kim just from like a I just love her so much Same. and I I and we were talking about this on Instagram but how Kim controls in how I Met Your Father, yes, and she plays the older yes. version of Hilary Duff, yeah. which is like, I cannot think of anything more iconic. And I'm like, if this is where I get to see Kim now, I'm fine with it. Same. I'm totally fine with it. Same. So, at least I get to see her face. Absolutely. In, in something and else. She, again, real winner of this show. She has a hit on Hulu, oh. and she didn't participate in this horrendous, 
horrendous season of television. It still came out on top. People still love her. People still missed her. Her texts were great. It was great. She's great. It was great. Any final thoughts before we wrap up on this marathon of an episode? I expected nothing less from us. No, I, I, I really, I didn't either. I think, um, I definitely do want to see more. Mm -hmm. I, I think, especially based on the feedback, because I think everyone kind of agrees with what we said at large, like too many characters, they try to do too many things. So I think if they really like take that into consideration and like really try and like run with like just a few plot points and like just a few storylines, I think that, that it has the potential to be something like really good. And maybe they were just working at the kinks for season one. So maybe it could be something good, but there's definitely like, I need to know more about Che and Miranda. It is the train wreck that I cannot stop watching. I need more of it. I need to see what happens with Carrie. Cause like, I feel like I can't rest easy until I know that like Carrie has found love. Yeah. So like, I need to see that through and Charlotte's there. So there's that. Like she's such a comfort person too that I'm like great. Like just her presence, I'm like that's fine. I know. So I just want to, and I need to see more of Sima. Like she's amazing. She truly is the new way of Samantha, and she's doing it justice. Like I, because I knew that they were gonna do that. I knew that they were gonna try and have someone like replace Samantha, and I thought it was gonna be Anthony. Like I thought that that was gonna kind of when Stanford left, I thought that he was gonna kind of like step into that role. But I was so glad that it was Seema and I didn't resent her at all for Same. taking place of Samantha, which was big. I was like fully expecting to be like, oh, they're trying too hard to like push her into this like fourth member of the group yes. role. But like they didn't do that. It like just happened very seamlessly. 100%. And she's just like she's like the person that you want to be best friends with. You know what I mean? Like and she hasn't been problematic. She's like just like, you know what I mean? Like she was not I never cringed when she said anything. And that was a big bonus for this, this show. So like, if I didn't once wince at your dialogue, then you're doing great. That, so, that's where the bar was set. Like it was so low. Was it was standard. so low. So Seema surpassed like all of my expectations. Um, yeah. So I definitely do want to see more. Me too. For sure. Me too. Sign me up. Mm-hmm. This was so much fun. It was fun. I'm just going to be editing out um, like whale laughing like seal laughing like gasping for air so that's always fun I love that for you (laughs) where can the listeners find your podcast and anything else you want to plug they can find my podcast anywhere that they listen to podcasts it's called parked car convos and yeah like I said I talk a lot about anything that I want to talk about I don't know I have literally no structure (laughs) so it's great so you never know what you're gonna get which is good because there's something for everyone so yes yeah that is a good thing there's a variety because that's like your TikTok account too like yeah a little bit of (laughs) you're like yeah it's a clusterfuck just like (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. it's a little bit like a little sprinkle of everything Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but yeah you never know what to expect and it always works thank you like it, it I, I love that I love that <laughs> yeah. it comes across like that <laughs> that is such a compliment truly okay thanks Maddie for coming on Whew. and there you have it thank you so much for listening and thank you so much to Maddie for joining me on today's episode I know Maddie referenced a list of all of the societal issues they attempted to address 
N-A-J-L-T. I thought that was going to roll off the tongue way smoother. But again, in our like absolute like whirlwind of an episode, we never so grow back to it, but she did send it to me. So I'm going to go over that right now before we close out today's episode. So she said essentially critical race theory, transphobia and gender dysphoria, non-binary identities, women having to always apologize, women having to conform to beauty standards as they age and I would also add to that like traditional you know pathways for women like we saw Seema possibly finding love in her 50s that's obviously a lot of pressure uh, comes from society to you know get married and have kids questioning your sexuality alcoholism she put like a five dot dot dots at the end since that just wasn't picked up again cancel culture sex positivity anti-semitism consent heteronormativity religious expectations and cultural appropriation. Wow, what a list. Let me know what you thought of In Just Like That and all of our commentary on it. I would love to talk further about this. And again, maybe when they're back for season two, we can dive into that season as well. Remember to follow along with all of our podcasting shenanigans at RTBP Podcast. And I would so, so, so appreciate it if you left a rating and review on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It helps the pod find new listeners and we would always like to welcome new members into our community. Thank you so much to Nate for editing this episode. I hope you are safe and healthy out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I am ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.